You not heard that term? No. You have not heard of low-hanging no. fruit? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of Let's Talk Turtles. Um, today, Rebecca's back. Hello. So that's fun. Today, we are... The plan is to go over a few... Uh, kind of unbelievable turtle facts that Rebecca does not know about, or maybe she does, but she doesn't know what I have on the list, and we're going to get her blind reactions. We'll also maybe talk a little bit about some of our favorite parts of 2022 and maybe some goals we might have in 2023 that may or may not be turtle-related. Does that sound good? Hit one on your phone if that sounds good. Boop. Oh, sounds good. That sounded like a two, though. Was that a oh. no? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. A, I don't know. I, my phone's always on silent, so I don't know what no, sounds the numbers make anymore. Okay, well, we're gonna do it anyways. Okay. Uh, it's not often we have this kind of time, and we will we will see. I will leave this largely unedited. Kids are occupied, dogs are sleeping, so it's kind of a weird time for us. But TikTok. Yeah. How was Christmas? It was good. Kids got a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need a bigger house. Oh, we might. Um, or less kids. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know that you can... There's like a no return policy on them, though. So I think we're stuck with them and their stuff. I didn't read the receipt. <laughs> Let me see that. Yeah, this is like that... I saw you mostly doing this, not me. But it's like that time of year where all the new stuff comes in. And you're just trying to make all the new stuff fit while all the old stuff is still there. It's like a giant jigsaw puzzle because they don't want to get rid of their old stuff because they might use it, but they've got a whole bunch of new things. Yeah, so. they may only use it once per year, but, but they still counts. use it. that counts, yeah. But it's not just them, though. No. No. <laughs> There's stuff like you see them playing with, and, or we can say, I haven't seen these kids play with this in two years, but it's something that just triggers a memory. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can't get rid of the yeah. kitchen play set. No. They use it once per year, maybe, but it's just so tiny and cute. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just get rid of that. Like, <sighs> So then you're stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's a little bit pointing towards the negative. We ultimately had a fantastic Christmas. Yeah. We were okay. all off um, working in a zoo, both of us. It's rare that we both will have Christmas off, so mm-hmm. it was wonderful to wake up. The kids slept in until... Eight. Eight o'clock. Yeah. My sister was really jealous by that because her boys were up at five, I think. So. Yeah. Well, that's kind of their fault because they, <laughs> from my my uh, recollection, is they have a, a time. Like, yeah. When our kids get up, it's just when they get up. And, like, we'll just bite the bullet and be like, if it's 5 a.m., then we're opening presents at 5 a.m. But. Yeah. They forgot to turn one of their kids' clocks back. Mm-hmm. And it's the youngest one, the one mm-hmm. that wants to be up and get those. So they were waking him up early. Yeah. And he was like, what? It is not 7. <laughs> so I kept making him go back. But they made sure they woke him up at 7.01. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad. No, I mean, especially because their kids tend to get up very early anyway. So on a morning where you're super excited to find a whole bunch of new stuff, potentially, if they were good, which I Assume, think they yeah. were. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. I think they were expecting so, it. Yeah, we tell that just to say how grateful we are that the yeah. kids slept till eight. Yeah. Um, 
and on their way out, you know, they're like, hey, wake up, everybody. Mm-hmm. We came out, and they were, what did P say? Peter. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey, when you first saw the presents under the tree on Christmas, what did you say? You said, oh, my gosh. Did you say something like that? He's nodding his head. What was your favorite toy you got for Christmas this year? This is what I, I, I want. This is what I, um, what did you say? I said, what was your favorite toy that you got for my Christmas? My favorite toy was, um, the, the one that eats things, like the huge, huge dinosaur that eats things. The Giganotosaurus? The one that has two jaws now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And his eyes light up? Yeah. Those no, are... no, not those ones. The, not the ones that have chains on them. No. Oh. Not the chains. The one that has, like. That it goes in his uh, mouth and you can get the stuff out of his belly. That one. The real big one? Yeah. That was still a Giganotosaurus, but a different one. And it's huge. I mean, the thing's like 40 to 48 inches long. It's large. It could probably eat our Chihuahua. Ooh. Trying it. <laughs> the dogs also got hooded sweatshirts and new collars for Christmas and some yeah. toys. So that's cool. Hey, hey, Finn. What was your favorite thing that you got for Christmas, Finny? What is your See, favorite is, thing? Finn? This is why it's tough what sometimes. What is your favorite thing? What did he, he say? He was occupied. What is your, no, talk. Oh. What is your favorite thing for Christmas, Finn? Everybody um, else's toys. <laughs> I want to eat everybody else's toys, but not mine. Where's the other dog toys? Okay. Oh, what? Hey, Allie. What did? What did? What thing did you want for Christmas? Oh, what favorite toy? Uh, what did you say, Dad? My favorite things for Christmas is all the little crumbs that everyone dropped on the floor. <laughs> There were so many cookies that nobody ate all of. That's oh way easier to make Jesus. happen because one of us can oh occupy Jesus. the children. Oh my Jesus! Oh my Jesus! Oh my Jesus! Oh my Lord! I love you. Well, that was a little visit from Peter. We're not going to leave all of that in because that was legit like almost five full minutes. <laughs> but I will leave some of that in there. So just for a taste of how difficult it is for us to get time to do a podcast, which is like the main reason we haven't uh, had the time to together do this. But anyways, Christmas was fun. Um, it was wonderful to have snow on the ground. Like yeah. we had a white Christmas. Yes. Um, it was terrible. Because the two days leading up to Christmas were negative, uh, negative highs on Friday. Mm-hmm. I think Saturday's high. No, I'm sorry. 
Sorry, I, I lied. Friday's high was two. <laughs> and Saturday's high was like ten. Mm-hmm. So it was awful. I it hate the cold. Chilly. Yeah, I just cannot stand the cold. But it was really, really nice to have Christmas off. See snow on the ground, have a white Christmas, watch some movies. Uh, kids got everything they wanted. Yeah. It was it was great. So, anyways, that was a long, drawn out like how was Christmas. <sighs> but we had a great one, and I hope that your holiday season was awesome as well, and is awesome. And yeah, you know. Uh, this is also one of those times to reflect on maybe some of your most favorite parts of 2022. Was there anything in 2022 that you were really happy with? Um, hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of things, but you kind of put me on the spot. So, uh, um, we went on a fun vacation to Florida. That was fun. The kids enjoyed going to the beach. Yeah, they really like the beach. They don't care if it's the ocean or... Like Michigan. No, and we got to go to SeaWorld, which was um, a highlight of my childhood. I really enjoyed going, and the kids had never... Well, no, I take that back. Emmy had been, but she was like two when she went, so she didn't remember. But Peter had never been, and I don't think Ryan had ever been. Nope. So um, we all went to SeaWorld, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we went to SeaWorld. We... Went to the Tampa Zoo before some nasty weather showed up. Yeah, before tornadoes started ripping across. And then uh, my father lives in Tampa, so we visited. uh, We went over and hung out with them for a little bit at their house. And we went swimming in their pool in the rain, which is really cold rain, believe it or not. Mama did not. No, no, Rebecca (laughs) refrained from the refreshing dip in the pool (laughs) in rain. It was chilly. But me and the kids were in there. And it was cold. Mm-hmm. Got some blue lips, some mm-hmm. quivering lips. But you're right. That was a that was a really fun time. Yeah. That was a that was another. That's two years in a row we we hit on family vacations. And we drove down, which sounds maybe like a nightmare with two children, because it took about 15 hours to get there. But the way down, it really wasn't too bad. The way back, it was rough and tough because. And why would Emmy, you say that? <laughs> Emmy had missed a week of school to go down, which. She's a great student, so we weren't concerned about that. But she had a lot of work to make up, and she had procrastinated and saved it all for the way home, which I'm going to take a little bit of the heat for. I should have made her do some, like, every day. But we were, like, hardcore hitting the books on the way home, and she was she was losing it a little bit. She got it all done, and she did great. But it was it was rough for a while. There was an hour and a half where it was basically <laughs> nightmare fuel. God. And I should, I, I would uh, say that we didn't plan a vacation for her to miss school. No. She started, she switched schools. Yeah. And when we, we had did already that, booked the vacation yeah. and everything, so yeah. we had to kind of make amends. So needless to say, we've learned our lesson and we will not be doing that again. Like a day or two here or there, okay. But a whole week, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Homework to, has no place on vacation. No. And there was so much of it. <laughs> Family-wise, that probably was the highlight. There were a lot of highlights, but that mm-hmm. one was just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, turtle-wise, my highlight was uh, hatched three Conixus homiana this year, the Holmes Hinchback tortoise. It's a, from the IUCN, has it listed as critically endangered. There's not a whole lot of people producing those little turtles and tortoises, um, those little tortoises, and 
I was lucky enough to hatch three, so I'll take that as a big win. Um, moving into 2023, which is crazy, right? Things should be, everything should be flying. I'm hoping in 2023 to again hatch some more of those guys. Uh, I love those little tortoises and, and see what we can do. And for the family, I'm hoping to hit on another vacation, but I'd like to, my, my big goal is to get up to Michigan a few more times. That's definitely one of our happy places together. Any place we're all together is a happy place usually, but Michigan is definitely one of those places. So my goal is to have a nice big vacation again and then have many tiny ones. Mm-hmm. Do you have any goals that you can think of for 2023? Um, I would really like to get down to visit my other sister who does not live here, um, where we live. She lives in Texas, so, and I've never been down to actually see where she lives and spend some time with her, so I'd like to do that. Kids might like Texas. Yeah, what's not to like? It's hot in the summer, so that's not fun, but, um, they have air conditioning, so that's good. We'll pick a time. We'll go down. Yeah. So those were, we just wanted to share a little bit with you, some of our, like a highlight of 2022 for each of us and uh, something that we're hoping to do more of in 2023. Nothing too technical, nothing too detailed, but just, you know, low hanging fruit goals. Sometimes that's nice. What? Low hanging fruit that, you know, easy to pick, easy (laughs) to get. You've not heard that term? No. You have not heard of low hanging fruit? Yeah, it's applied to anything you're trying to do. It's like, oh, pick the low-hanging fruit. Get the stuff that's easy to get first. Like, you wouldn't pass up the nice ripe fruit at the bottom of the tree just to go up to get a nice ripe piece at the top. Okay. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Well, shoot, if you guys have anything, if you want to share something in the comments or, I guess, are there any comments? There are no comments here. (laughs) <laughs> oh, join the Facebook page. Sorry, I have made a Facebook page. It's called Let's Talk Turtles Podcast. Uh, that would be a great place to share what some of your 2022 highlights were and what you're hoping to do in 2023. And then also, I would love to hear from you if you've ever heard of the term low-hanging fruit. Because <laughs> I, I think it's pretty common. Yeah. I don't think it's like a, some brand new thing. Anyways, let us know. Yeah, we'll right. find out. There you go. We got through that without too much interruption. Just Mm -hmm. a child interruption, so. Okay. I'll say let's. Mm -hmm. You say. Talk. And then I'll say turtles. Okay. It'll be awesome. People will love it. Okay. Let's. Talk. Turtles. (laughs) Are you ready to hear some uh, weird but true facts? Yeah, I'm interested. Okay. The first one I bet you've heard of, and a lot of you have probably heard of this if you're into turtles. Um, turtles can breathe through their butts. If I had had a million dollars, I would have bet that that's what you were going to say to me first. Yeah, you were ready. Yeah. There was no editing there. She responded that fast. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. It is, it is our son's favorite fact about turtles. <laughs> uh, technically, it's called cloacal respiration. Which sounds even worse. Does it? I don't like the word cloacal. Oh, what if it's we say like it, one of those words that makes me like cringe. Does it sound better if I say it like Australian, like cloaca? Yeah, kind of. Like cloacal respiration? Yeah, but you got to say the whole thing in Australian. Cloacal respiration? That's better. That was pretty good, wasn't <laughs> that was it? That really good. That was on the spot. Uh, so yeah, they have highly vascularized area around that region. 
the nethers, where they can exchange oxygen and, and carbon dioxide. And that's how a lot of these turtles spend their winter, hibernating underwater, things like that. Um, so yeah, so when, they're, when their oxygen needs are low, they have low metabolism, their body temps are low, but that's not the only way they breathe underwater. Yes, they can breathe through their butt with cloacal respiration, but <laughs> they also... I hope you're hearing that. Why are you not drawing gizmo, you doo-doo head? Rebecca has become quite the <laughs> illustrator. She uh, does awesome drawings and then Peter colors them in. <laughs> but here's another fact. So that's that's okay. aerobic, right? Because that's with <clears throat> oxygen. Yeah. Uh, painted turtles, mm -hmm. when oxygen is even too low, they kind of utilize an anaerobic process of breathing. Painted turtles. Lactic acid can build up as a byproduct, so... That's not sustainable for long periods of time. Yeah. That's in the Reptiles of Ohio book from the Ohio Biological Survey. That's where I, I had no idea. I, I read Go read that. it. You should. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, a two, it's like a 700-page, two-volume. Oh, my gosh. Not all about turtles. Just reptiles of, oh, of wow. Ohio. That's... It's really intense, but that's nuts. Did you know that? They, they can breathe no. underwater without coming up for air, both through cloacal respiration <laughs> and through anaerobic. But how does that work? Oh, I don't know. We're not going to get into oh, that. Oh, okay. That's not that type right. of podcast. But, you know, chemical exchanges, it's... reactions are happening, things yeah. like that. Biologically, that's pretty incredible. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hi. What, buddy? What's wrong? <laughs> Come here. What's wrong? Nancy. <laughs> All right, let's go to fact number two. Fact number two. Some tortoises have been observed to participate in facultative viviparity. What's up, mad face? Yeah, can, can you play your video game for like five more minutes? Yeah, five more minutes. And then mama will draw gizmo and I'll come in and play with you. Oh, man. Double. Good. So can you play for like five more minutes, buddy? Without ripping Mama's head off? Oh, my gosh. The kids wore matching Nightmare Before Christmas pajamas for Christmas this year. Oh, that's cute. It is, it is. And he's still wearing them. Every day is pajama day during Christmas. Right, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I was wishing it was every day Christmas. Oh, you wish every day was Christmas? No way. So much stuff from Santa. <laughs> Get out, you little worm. What is he even doing? All right, we'll try to, we'll try to, let's see how bad it gets. Facultative viviparity. There have been some tortoises that have been observed to display facultative viviparity which what the heck is that i don't know, I don't know. i'm waiting it's to be uh, amazed. obviously a paper written by kukling and hoffmeyer mm -hmm. uh, but in bowsprit tortoises which are an awesome little tortoise from south africa they found that when temperatures got too hot they switch from nesting to facultative viviparity in a colony of captive bowsprits okay
Um, typically, these tortoises lay eggs, mm-hmm. several clutches a year, small number of cl- small number of eggs in each clutch. Mm-hmm. They incubate and then they hatch. Mm-hmm. But they noticed in a captive colony that were outdoors mm-hmm. that when the temperatures got too hot, they would switch from the typical nesting and egg laying to mm-hmm. was to what's called facultative viviparity. And what would happen is they would retain their eggs until it was close to hatching. They would lay the egg and it would hatch within 24 hours. What? Yes. How do they, like, how does that work? I know you don't know probably, but like, how does that, like, how does their body know? I don't know. I don't know I don't think think it's something they know. Uh, I think it's just something that's probably been adaptive uh, and evolved to that state. And my guess would be that it's probably observable in a lot of other tortoise species. That's crazy. I, I feel like more animals should do that, though. I mean, maybe that's how a lot of animals ended up. I mean, there are a lot of um, live birth yeah. in reptiles. Yeah. Right? Or at least ovoviviparity, right. which is kind of what this is, really. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the... so How hot do the temperatures have to get? Do you know? I think I have it here, yeah. Um... The average temps were higher than the previous five laying seasons and the following five seasons once it was observed. Hmm. Anyways, they got, so they lay several and they didn't do this with all clutches for the season. Yeah. So it was like normal clutch, normal clutch. Then it got super duper hot. Um, In 2015, the average temperature in the last hundred days was 42 degrees Celsius, 42 degrees Celsius, which is 107 Fahrenheit. Okay, thank you. Yes, I was going to get there. I know Celsius is just so hard for me to understand. It's it's bad. And I work hard. And I work hard to try to understand those things. I don't work hard to try to understand them because I don't I need to. Yeah, that's so, true. Well, I some... mean, I, I, I understand why you might need to because like literally the rest of the world does it that way (laughs) but um until i move somewhere else i'm not gonna worry about it i hear you i i really just like to i want to learn them enough so that if i read it in a paper it just kind of flows like Mm -hmm. i oh i know what temperature that is but i can't and i've tried um so yeah usually the females lay Single egg clutches year round in a shallow depression. Single egg clutches. Single egg. So I was. Re- I said few eggs, and I was technically correct. Small, <laughs> small number of eggs in a clutch. They only um, lay one at a time. Yeah, but several. <laughs> well, like yeah. Our pancake tortoises lay one to two eggs per clutch. Yeah. Yeah. It so it's not on her, and they're African. Yeah. So typically, the incubation day is like ninety-four to one hundred and ninety-eight days. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're but, holding the eggs in them, in themselves that long, and then like right before it would be time, and they're like they lay them, yeah. Uh, so the so according to the paper, the eggs would be laid on the ground, and they just hatch shortly after. Wow! Like within a day, within two days, like just that quick. How crazy! That's crazy, yeah. Anyways, if you didn't know that, you do now. You do now. Crazy. All right, I've only got one more. I didn't want to go you overboard. Said, I thought you said it was gonna be five. Um, I could probably throw a few in there, but there's only three that I have details on. All right. Have you ever heard of diapause? Yeah. Do you know what it is? I know I put you on the spot. And I have a whole paper of information, (laughs) and I would fail this probably too if someone asked me. But do you know what diapause is? Um, yeah, but I would probably have to think about it for a while because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Uh, It's basically just suspended animation. Yeah. Like, so turtle eggs, a lot of time, for a lot of species... Uh, they'll start 
development, mm-hmm. and then there's some kind of <clears throat> environmental factor where they just shut off. Stop. Yeah. They stop. And then so many days later, when environmental conditions change or are more favorable, they will resume mm-hmm. and eventually hatch. Mm-hmm. Spider tortoises, pancake tortoises, even it happens. Mm-hmm. But this one is really crazy. Okay. Okay. This one, I'm going to talk to you right now about the uh, snake neck turtle from Australia. It's Caledina rugosa. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used to have a similar one at the aquarium. I do. It was a Nova Nova Guinea, Caledina Nova Guinea. So very similar. Yeah. But they have what's called inundation induced diapause and eggs. So, like, there's too many of them, so they stop? No. Inundation. That makes you're me right, feel like right. there's a lot. I didn't give you enough hints. Okay. Uh, it's in reference to water. Oh. Inundation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have the, uh, here you go. Diapause is a period of suspended development, especially during unfavorable environmental conditions. It's like I read it already. <laughs> Here's what happens. So, these turtles will lay their eggs, mm-hmm. and then they get flooded through the wet season. Mm-hmm. And when it gets flooded, mm-hmm. they enter a state of diapause. Probably good, since you're surrounded by water. Yeah. Because these are in the tropics of northern Australia. Northern okay. Australia is tropical, you're things right. like that. So what they found was that they can survive at least 25 weeks, six months, underwater. The eggs? Yes. Just, like, sitting there? Underwater. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So, and then what? When the water goes away, they hatch, or they yes. no, they have to continue their incubation, right? Because they paused. Yeah, this was diapause. So, right. like, basically, um, if they have a sixty-day incubation, I'm making that up. Yeah. And there's six weeks where it's inundated. Yeah. Take that six weeks out. They're still going to hatch in those sixty whatever days, but it's just going to be delayed. Right. So if they've been incubating for thirty days, and then they have a six-week pause because of water then they still have to go another 30 days after the water goes away right and that's basically a total of like 105 days wow yeah how nuts is that so like if their little turtle hearts are beating do they just is it like do they do the hearts stop or do they just go like real slowly it's as far as i understand it just suspend it stops like suspended animation just isn't that weird but here's another weird fact okay in these turtles, it's showing that it is essential that they are inundated with water for optimum development, for optimum hatching. Inundation. So many turtles have much longer than 60-day incubation. Right. So that was just a random no, thing. No, I know. So, we were just making numbers. So. Inundation reduces the incubation by up to nine weeks total. What? It's short. If they are inundated and have that diapause, yeah. it shortens their actual incubation time. Not including like the actual time spent in diapause. Right. So it'll shorten it. If they don't have it, it takes long total, longer total days for these eggs to hmm. develop and hatch. So do, tur- do these turtles always lay their eggs around this time of year that they will get inundated with water at some point? Yes. Yep. They're a little different than like the bowsprit we just talked yeah. about. So they lay pretty much one. Yeah. Maybe two, but a larger clutch. Mm-hmm. There's an expected incubation period of 180 days at 26 Celsius. I didn't With do no the conversion. Water. I didn't do the conversion. It's fine. Without the inundation. Okay. With I'm oh, sorry. So they have a 100 days. That's 180 days is about what it takes, even with the inundation. Without the inundation, it took 100 days longer 
for these turtles to hatch. So like 200 and some days? Yeah, at 100. Wow. That's how essential it is. They hatch quicker. Hmm. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. So. And they, they survive better if they've been inundated with water? Is that what you told me? That's what I wrote Survivorship? down. Survivorship? Doesn't that mean like they have a better, better chance hatching, of survival better, yeah. and hatching properly? Yeah, I don't. I didn't look into the context of that. That's right. We can spec. <clears throat> we can speculate. That could be like um, they hatch sooner, so they're yeah. able to take advantage of resources longer, yeah. things like that. But that's just insane. So the overall thing is for this one is that they can spend twenty five weeks underwater, submerged in water. At least that's what it says. Mm-hmm. They suspect longer, but they didn't measure any longer. And then it actually is showing that it is more advantageous and necessary. That's crazy. And it's also crazy to think that a place could be inundated with water for that long. Like, you know, I'm just thinking about like our backyard. And if we had a spot that had standing water for 25 weeks, I'd be like, oh my Lord. In the springtime, it feels like mosquitoes, but. In the springtime, it does feel like our backyard is inundated with water. It's swampy. It is swampy. I should probably mention that Keladina rugosa, this snake neck turtle, is an aquatic turtle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. That's probably... Well, I knew that already. You did. Yeah, because I mentioned it in the aquarium. But yeah, it is an aquatic turtle, but that doesn't make it any less crazy. No. It's still... Like, you think about an egg, like, respire... Like, they respire, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's... Yeah, usually there's gas exchange at some point. Yep, you're right. So it's just nuts. Um, there are some that ha- that only hatch in water when they are submerged in water, like fly river turtles. Is it water is it, needs is to it, inundate them and they hatch, but they are fully aquatic. Like is it are. like easier for them? You know, like how people say water births are easier, which I never would have done because I can't even imagine being in water and then giving birth and all that stuff. But yeah, you're kind of a clean freak. Uh, is it easier for them to hatch in water? You think? Uh, and I think in reference to the fly river turtles, I think they almost have to have it. Because they're just aquatic all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not just because of that. Because there are a lot of turtles who are, are yeah. mainly aquatic, but they don't have to. Yeah. Most aquatic turtles never get inundated. Think about your sliders, things like no, that. Yeah. They're up on the ground. Even like mm-hmm. snapping turtles who spend all their time. Yeah. So it's just outrageous. But yeah, the fly rivers, I guess we'll count that as number four. Mm-hmm. They just hatch when... When water hits them, when they're ready, they need hmm. the water to induce the hatching. That's cool. Interesting. All right, I'll give you two more quick facts okay. that I didn't write down a bunch. Okay. Um, one I recently learned: boxed turtles, the ones we have in Ohio, not the ones we have in our basement. We have Florida box turtles, but woodland box turtles are freeze tolerant. Like they can freeze, or they can handle freezing temperatures. They can freeze. They can freeze solid. Freeze solid. Their body produces an antifreeze type of chemical called glycol, and it saves their cells. What? So yeah. they could just be like, we could just see a box turtle standing in our backyard, frozen solid, or do they normally like burrow down? But they, if it gets like cold enough, like how we were having, like negative yes. 10 temperatures i think they burrow down and if yeah. it gets freezing they can freeze wow. if they were just above ground i don't know where that cutoff is yeah yeah but no no isn't that crazy mm-hmm. there's actually a video i'll see if i can find it and i'll put it in the link in the notes but of it's recent of painted turtles can also freeze solid mm-hmm. i just didn't know about box turtles yeah makes sense of an aquatic turtle i don't know why it doesn't feel well, as they're surprising. in water so that you figure like 
they have to be able to do that if they live in an environment that made them trees. Yeah, I don't. And they're found way up in Ontario, and oh, like yeah. they're like super. Uh, anyways, there's a there's a really awesome video of hatchling painted turtles who are frozen solid, and they're thawing out, and it's like a time lapse video of them thawing out and coming back to life. And, oh my god! Yeah, it's really neat. That's kind of really creepy. Uh, but I like that. Wouldn't it be cool if I could just freeze solid for a little, like, you know what, mm-hmm. 2022, you, well, 2022 is a lot better than previous years, but maybe 2020, like, I'm just going to freeze myself, <laughs> thaw me out. Thaw me out when this is over. Yeah. Uh, and my last one is that Galapagos tortoises float. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've seen them at work. I have. So I don't know how many of you know this, but they are very buoyant. Mm-hmm. And not only can they float, but they can swim. Mm-hmm. I've seen them using their little arms to <laughs> very slowly. Very slowly. But they can change direction and they can mm-hmm. go forward and mm-hmm. they, they actually can. Yeah. Which explains a lot because they were kind of swept off the coast of mm-hmm. the west coast of South America a long, long time ago and floated out to the Galapagos. Mm-hmm. But it's still very funny when you see one floating. Well, you don't expect an animal that's that large or heavy to just be such a good little floater. Yeah. Like if I were, if somebody threw me into the ocean, I would not float. I would just to yeah. the bottom. I have a lot of fat in me, <laughs> so I would definitely float. But I mean, I think the box turtles probably, or the, the Galapagos tor- tortoises weigh more than you do. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed another podcast with Rebecca and I. Um, oh my gosh, Peter almost took her down. <laughs> Pete, do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.